attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we hope that you are joining us here on YouTube, as well as on ChrisAnnHall.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music Play, uh, FM.com, TuneIn.com. We have some really great carriers of this show, and we're happy to have you with us today. We always endeavor to bring to you the stories from a constitutional perspective. And, you know, I get such great feedback on social media for from people who say, you know, Chrisanne, JC, we're so glad that, that we have this source of real news. <laughs> I mean, and I don't even know what the definition of news is anymore, but that's, but I'm, I'm glad that we were able to provide education as well as information to the people. So I have a present for you today, JC. Okay. I have a story that ought to make you laugh. Have you read uh, the headlines anywhere about how there are some foreign countries that are issuing travel advisories against the United States because we've become such a violent country. Mm, no. No? Okay, so here you go. Number one on the list. I, I need like a, a drum roll thing. Number one on the list, the country that is advising not to come here because of violence, Venezuela. <laughs> Venezuelan government said in, mo in a Monday statement that the proliferation of acts of violence and hate crime should lead citizens of Venezuela to postpone or take precautions with U.S. trips, calling Americans gun possession inexcusable and indiscriminate. I wonder why Venezuela would have a problem with gun control laws. Because they're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then, of course, we have um, Uruguay. How do you, is that how I say that right? Uruguay? Sure. State Department increased its travel advisory, and the Japanese consulate in Detroit called the U.S. a gun society and told local residents to be aware of the potential for gunfire incidents everywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. So this is where all of this fake news gets us. And it's interesting, JC, because that there are people, did you, I, I don't know, I, you, you don't do Twitter anymore, but I posted on Twitter. Oh, I think I did it on Instagram, too. You're on Instagram sometimes, too. Sometimes. Um, 98 million lawful gun owners shot no one in America today. Yep. 
90, I, I did the re, I did the, the numbers. That's happened for several consecutive days, actually. Actually, several consecutive months <laughs> and years, probably. 98. Isn't that pretty amazing? We have 98 million gun owners in America. Who didn't shoot anybody. Who did not shoot anybody. So how is it that Venezuela and all these, in these, these countries, uh, can report things like the fear of gunfire incidents everywhere in the United States. So if something happens, so like one out of 98 million people do something in Japan, we, we need to issue travel warnings. Yeah, I guess like don't, so. Don't go to Japan because, you know, 98 million people ate sushi today and one didn't. So there's like. They're no longer Japanese culture. They yeah. have lost their Japanese culture because one no out of 98 sushi. million there Japanese people... There is a sushi-eating sushi. deficit going on. <laughs> In Japan. Because one out of 98 million people did not eat sushi today. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. All these articles that you see about this mass shooting gun violence, they come up with these statistics. I, I can't even figure out how they get their numbers, how they devise these numbers about the mass shootings. You remember not too long ago, we actually did a show on the, the fake reporting of school shootings, hmm. how NPR actually did their own research and found out that out of 263 uh, reported uh, violence, school violence, shoot, school shootings rather, school shootings reported by the federal government, like only 13 of them were actually violence and less than six actually had anything to do with guns. Yeah. So you went from 263 to 13, which were violence that had nothing to do with guns and, and, and five or six, I can't remember that actually had to do with guns. And one of them was like a, a water gun or something like that. Yeah. And NPR interviewed these administrators of the schools who said, I have no idea where the federal government is getting this. In 60 years, we've not had any gun violence at this school. Yeah. There was a one in California said they had, had like five gun incidents in one year. And the administrators, look, I've been here 30 years. We haven't even seen one. So now you have all this fake news stuff, right? And it's, it's, it's creating a perception of a reality by these people because... Japan doesn't live in America. They don't realize that there are 98 million gun owners, lawfully, uh, lawful gun owners shooting no one every single day. And that all of this hype is absolutely false. And they say we're gun society. Like, yeah, we're gun society. Yeah, we are a gun society. I don't think we should have any trouble with being a gun society. The Japanese consulate, uh, uh, no, it was... Uh, it was Venezuela. Venezuela said that we were a gun society. And, oh no, maybe it wasn't. But the, Venezuela said our gun possession is inexcusable and indiscriminate. Yeah, Japan said we're a gun society. Yeah, Japan said. Uh, but gun ownership ought to be indiscriminate. It's the right to keep and bear arms. The only discriminating factor about right. the right to keep and bear arms is have you used that in violence against someone else? Have you voluntarily relinquished your rights by harming or controlling the right of another? Because that's the only limit to liberty. Well, 
there's um there's a resurgence of something that we talked about back in 2012 actually jc um the smith modernization act you remember we talked about that mm -hmm. well people i don't know some huge social media outlet i don't know if it was um uh, america's misguided or children or uncle one sam's of, misguided uh, uncle sam's misguided children or somebody but somebody started pumping out this this social media meme that says on december 29th 2012 president Ob barack obama signed hr 4310 the night the 2013 national defense authorization act and section 1078 of the bill authorized the use of propaganda inside the united states which had been previously banned since 1948 when the Smith-Munt Act was passed. Is that true? Uh, well, it is true in part and false in part. Okay. Because um, a lot of people now are asking questions about the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, and I would love to blame Obama for this. So what's true about that? What's true about it is it was signed in the 2013 National Defense Authorization Act, mm -hmm. and the smith -Munt, it's called the smith -Munt Modernization Act, which was put into the NDAA, because remember, NDAA becomes this Trojan horse. Sure. Um, the smith -Munt Modernization Act was actually presented before Congress independently in 2011, and it failed. It could not get enough votes to pass in 2011. In part, I would like to say because of the of the grassroots publicity that we raised about that. I don't know if you remember that, but in 2011, some really strong and active grassroots leaders in Texas contacted me and said, Chrisanne, please look at the Smith Modernization Act and tell us, is this as bad as we think it is? And I read it, and it and it's it's terrible. And we're, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes, the details about it. But the uh, we went on the attack. I wrote up this article that I I am going to be posting here shortly, and we were able to. I think that these these re I mean these were really really active people in Texas who defeated along with the article that we wrote defeated the smith Munt Modernization Act in 2011. So what do congressmen do when they can't get something passed that they want to really get passed? Well, they we know that they bury it in these must-pass bills like NDAA, which NDAA is the Na National Defense Authorization Act, which is an appropriations bill. And amongst the many things appropriated in an NDAA, is the salaries and the funding for our military. So no congressman wants to be the guy who or, or gal who votes against funding the soldiers, right? So, oh, you voted against uh, paying our soldiers. You want our, our soldiers to be ill-equipped and you want them to die because we're not funding the soldiers. So it becomes this must-pass bill. So then congressmen start sticking in these legislations that they can't, can't, can't get passed independently in these must-pass bills, and then they miss them. So I, what's wrong about this is that you cannot blame Barack Obama for this. 
first we have to realize, and I've said this regardless of whether it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump, no president writes legislation. No president is the one who who, who creates legislation to be passed. Legislation has to get through the House and the Senate before it gets to the president. The president is just simply the last step. Now, did Barack Obama sign it into law? Yes. Did he fail to veto it? Yes. But it had to get through the House and the Senate first. And when we get back from the break, I want to show you where the Smith Modernization Act that was dumped into the NDAA came from and what it actually means for America today. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, just a few more weeks before In Defense of Liberty happens, make sure that you go to chrisannhall.com right now and you secure your place for this one, this life-changing training on the right to keep and bear arms. And with the movement going on today in America with these red flag laws and all this congressional upheaval, or demand for laws on the federal level, it's time not only to learn the truth about why we have the right to keep and bear arms, but learn how to use it so that you're confident in your handling of these firearms. So I want to talk to you about this Smith Modernization Act because it's flooding social media right now. It's flooding it so much you're actually seeing it pop up in the mainstream media. And so uh, the the meme that's going around is that Barack Obama is to blame for the Smith Modernization Act. Barack Obama did sign it into law. He did fail to veto it, but it did not start with Barack Obama. The Smith Modernization Act started with a, con a conservative Republican from Texas named Mac Thornberry. This, this Smith Modernization Act was was sponsored and pushed by conservative Republicans onto the legislative docket. It was passed by, remember in 2012, the House and the Senate were all conservative. So this flew through the House and the Senate uh, because the conservative Republicans voted, who, who drafted and sponsored this, voted this into law. It, if it weren't for them, they wouldn't actually be able to have had Barack Obama sign it into law. So um, let, let's go into a little bit of history because I have the history here. And I know, Cole, I know JC likes this history too. So Woodrow Wilson, one of your favorite presidents. That's sarcasm, by the way. I didn't know if you checked that sarcasm font there. Um, established the Committee on Public Information through an executive order with the purpose 
of influencing the American public opinion toward the support of the U.S. government, U.S. involvement in World War I. And the man, believe this or not, the man appointed to be chairman over this committee was a man named George Creel, who was a well-renowned investigative journalist and editor of the Rocky Mountain News. So what Wildrow Wilson has done is he's created this Committee on Public Information, headed it up by a, a well-known, very powerful investigative journalist to create news to encourage people to support our involvement in World War I. In 1942, FDR established the United States Office of War Information by executive order to, quote, truthfully inform the American people about the government's efforts in World War II. And again, FDR appointed Elmer Davis, a well-known CBS news analyst, to be the director of OWI. JC, this just reminds me of the old governments in which the church is married with government. And the death of religious liberty comes when the church is married with government. Now we have media married with government. And these are all Democrat presidents. I don't think it really matters, but this is Democrat presidents. Look at what Elmer Davis said. Our job at home is to give the American people the fullest possible understanding of what this war is about not only to tell American people how the war is going, but where it's going and where it came from. FDR told Elmer, we want the American people to know what we want them to know. We want them to believe what we want them to believe. Now, in World War II, uh, Hitler has his Goebbels Ministry of Truth and the American people become really concerned and aware of what happens when the government marries with the media. And so in 1946, after the conclusion of World War II, a, represent a Democrat representative by the name of Saul Bloom from New York introduced a bill that would grant the Secretary of State power to give monetary service or property grants to non-profit public and private corporations to prepare and disseminate informational materials. And when we get back from the break, I'm going to explain to you how the Congress and the media in 1946 responded to Saul Bloom's proposal. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Have you have any of your Liberty First gear? Start your Liberty First gear with our Got Liberty t-shirt it is very very popular multiple colors multiple sizes multiple styles go to chrisannhall.com click on the shop tab and go to liberty first gear don't just pontificate make sure that you educate as well 
So I want to I want to sort of I'm I'm doing this little teaching lesson and and sort of leaving JC out of the whole discussion here. So I want to make sure that we wrap this up. We have time to talk about this. So in 1946, Saul Bloom says, "All right, we need to have it lawful for the Secretary of State to give money, service, or property grants to nonprofit public and private corporations to create news." Now this was an APS press release in 1946. Government, what a crazy change we have in media. In 1946, the AP says, government cannot engage in newscasting without creating the fear of propaganda, which necessarily would reflect the objectivity of this news service from which such newscasts are prepared. <sighs> Seriously. How, how is it that our perspectives change so greatly in just a matter of 73 years? In 73 years, the media went from, from publicly opposing the government's involvement in media to actually being engaging in collusion with them. So the Bloom Bill passed the House but failed the Senate. In response to this, in 1948, the Smith-Munt Act, M-U-N-D-T, was passed with three key limitations on government. First and most well-known restriction was originally a prohibition on domestic dissemination of materials intended for foreign audience by the State Department. This restriction was supported by the courts even in the face of Freedom of Information Act challenges. So people were like, give me, I'm filing a Freedom of Information Act, give me this propaganda. And the court said no, because if we give this to you, you'll be able to use it against the American people. And there's a long history now of how this Smith-Munt Act was created to stop the very institutions of, of government media propaganda created by Woodrow Wilson and FDR. We said, look, we don't want a Goebbels ministry of truth in America. We want separation of media and state. We don't want public funds used to be created uh, uh, to create propaganda that will influence the people to support what the government is doing. We need the media to be independent from, from government influence, and we need... Uh, this to be against the law. So the Smith-Munt Acts actually made it against the law to use tax dollars to create propaganda that they knew would be used to, to influence the American people. So the Smith-Munt Modernization Act brought forward by Thornberry in the conservative House and the Senate completely undid that. It's called the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. And what's interesting, JC, is that it doesn't repeal it, mm -hmm. but it creates amazing loopholes. So now this stuff that the government, the, or us, let's just be clear, Congress can take your tax dollars to create, to pay the news medias and to create news that will be disseminated to the news media. And that's what this happened. And so what I'm going to do, if you're watching us on YouTube, 
I have the title of my article on the YouTube channel, Why Media Has Become a Tool of the Political Complex. Go to chrisannhall.com. You can find that there. If you go to chrisannhall.com, go to this show page. I'm going to have the article linked as well, and you'll be able to read it there too. And I just, I wanted to clear this up. Do you have any? Uh, I thought it was interesting in the discussions, the justification, how it tied to to immigration. It's just, it's another strange intersection to me, just like what you were describing the other day, which which I said, uh, you know, ended up being what I call down the line argument. Yeah. So sort of we're dealing with the consequences of another issue. So right. so it was really strange when, because this got, you know, this this was a little, there was a little controversy when this thing first uh -huh. went down. So the, the modernization of the Smith Smith Moot Act, right? Right, the, right. Modernization. So modernizing. <laughs> we're the modernizing it which so is, we can be total, to, totally which is worse, Which is crazy. Like, so the Smith Moot Act banned this stuff. So you're undoing the ban. And then, you know, so they use the, what do you call that? So they use these little nice, nice phrases mm -hmm. to cover it. We're modernizing. So right. like, well, they always do that. They create you're legalizing something of, that was illegal. Yeah. So that's called modernization. So but but anyway, freedom act. But anyway, in like in the discussions, very bizarre, because so the program initially, like you talked about, the of course is used for domestic audiences. But but nevertheless, the primary the primary focus mm -hmm. was uh, foreign audiences, right. right? So delivering propaganda to foreign audiences like voice of america and yeah right. so so really back to immigration so the what is what is the immigration tie arguments were being made so they gave the example of hey you got the you know uh people in somalia they can listen to you know jihadi radio they can listen to russia radio um and so we're providing voa somali which gives pro-american news blah, 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 blah. right so then they were saying well now we have these Somalis here the in the United refugees. States. And yeah. so they we need to be able to reach them. And they specifically like were naming, which th now think about this. This was 2011 when mm -hmm. they're talking about this. And they said the Somali community in Minnesota, we need to be able to, you know, put this in their ears. Right. Well, guess what? Now who do we have? That's now a representative, right? From there is now in the House of Representatives. So it's it's so the, the odd thing is, sort of <laughs> making this immigration argument like, yeah. well, now the foreigners. I mean, they're basically admitting. Well, now we have this problem with all the foreigners are now here, like so because you can't control your borders. The argument was not let's fix the borders. We have a foreign national problem. We have whole cities that we're now having to specifically broadcast to. You know, we have people in the United nationals. States who do not agree with the ideologies of America. Yeah. They don't understand the principles of America. They argue against the principles of America and the culture of America. So surely we have to be able to produce propaganda to convince them yeah. that American principles. And, and it was you know, literally declared. We have to. I mean, that was no kidding. One of the justifications, one of the statements. We got to reach the, ex, the Somali expat community in Minnesota. How'd that work out for you? Mm -hmm. uh, how did, and, and, and right, and it was supposed to be, well, it's pro 
American. So we're trying to Americanize them. Well, was Omar listening or is she, was she, was she not tuning in? Obviously. But it's crazy how, so you look at that and people talk about the immigration, not securing the borders. Look, look down the line of all these consequences. Look at where we are rather than dealing with the problem. You know, we, we make this up, this bizarre thing, and we got to reach the foreigners that are, that are in our nation. Now, how about not let them in in the first place? And then, so not only that, then, then we have them elected to office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, a, and a lady who's just been over and over vomiting out her anti-American Ant- rhetoric. Totally anti-American as a, rhetoric. As a quote-unquote duly elected member of Congress. So I think it's just strange to me the immigration intersection, how that they were making this immigration argument for this well, propaganda machine back in Knowing that they were coming from the conservative house and a conservative... I mean, we're talking yeah, about... Yeah, no, these weren't Democrats these were making GOP these arguments. These GOP majorities. Instead of, instead of in 2011, 2012, making the argument that we really need to get a handle on this, you know, we're forcing states to take these refugees, and then we're forcing the states to take the refugees who don't even want them to begin with, and then... After creating the problem, they want to offer the solution of the problem, which is overturning a protection of separation of government and media that had been in existence since 1948. By the way, not just something randomly put into place because somebody thought it would be a really good idea. This was put into place because history proved to us that government should never be married with media. And if you give media the opportunity opportunity to get money and to get what grants and and information from the the government they're going to take it and then the entire media is completely compromised and remember this was the warmongering is the war machine republicans yeah who were promoting and pushing this and and then and then the war machine president barack obama is the one that signed it so th- that's that's the and that's what you're kind of pointing out. The meme mm-hmm. focuses on Obama, which is just always the typical thing: the tribal split right. of Republican versus Democrat. So if you looked at war machine versus you know sort of let's say anti-war right. to one degree or another, common sense, <laughs> common, de- sense, common sense defense right. at, at right, least, right. right? So then if you look at it in that dichotomy you get a better picture. So it's a false split as if, oh, it was Obama, and then right. it puts Republicans on the other side. Well, that's not true. It was the war machine Republicans and their war machine president, who just happened to be a Democrat, who pushed this through. And that's the problem with this tribalistic perspective on how how we look at things, right? Yeah. Because it's not D versus R, it's W versus yeah. P. Yeah, it's exactly. war versus peace. Right, exactly. So you have this now, not only that, right? Barack Obama carries all the blame, and Mac Thornberry gets off scot-free. Sure, because he and, and has the, the R. The Republicans get off scot-free. How in the world are you going to fix a problem when you don't even know where the problem lies? How are you going to come up with a solution that actually protects liberty in America, protects freedom of press, freedom of speech from government control and and the media just simply taking a paycheck from the government no longer in concerned about truth how are you going to create that separation when you don't you, you can't even discern 
where the problem guess, originally exists. And guess what? Take a look. It's the same group of Republicans that are pushing the red flag laws today. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, everybody, woohoo! I am so excited to announce today is the two-year anniversary of Liberty First University, bringing you excellence in education, not degrees based upon revision and propaganda, showing you the Constitution as if the founders themselves were teaching it. Happy two-year anniversary, Liberty First University, and everybody that makes Liberty First University possible. Remember, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and get enrolled today. JC, I'm really glad that you mentioned that thing about the red flag laws because I got, is that word, eviscerated the other day for, for coming against a conservative Republican, Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Dan Crenshaw, you know, you get you get doubly kicked with Crenshaw because not only is he a Republican, he's a veteran, right? Mm-hmm. So Crenshaw... Aren't you both of those things also? I, I well, I'm not a Republican. I mean, you were registered. I was registered. Yeah, registered and you're Republican. A veteran. And I am a veteran. So what? Yeah. Well, you know, I I'm not a congressman, sure. so I have ah, no credibility. Right. 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 The, I didn't get elected to office. The great white dove didn't land on my shoulders mm-hmm. and depart me with idolatry. depart upon me with you know. You were attacked by idolaters. Right. Exactly. Thank you. I understand. So Crenshaw tweets out that the solutions to gun violence are not obvious, even if we pretend they are. Let's start with the TAPS Act, which we're covering tomorrow, because mm-hmm. that TAPS Act is just hideous okay and um he says maybe also implement state red flag laws or gun violence restraining orders and stop them before they can hurt someone else minority report seriously crime police we're going to stop people from preventing crime. You know, this is what happens. Stop people before they can commit Before a crime. they can commit a crime. This is what happens when we have law enforcement vehicles, when they have crime prevention tattooed on the side of our vehicles, and we see this crap everywhere. Yep. There is no such thing as crime prevention without liberty destruction. You can't prevent people from committing crimes. If that were the case... We'd be a crime-free place. I can understand crime deterrence. That's that's the way it's supposed to work. Which is be smart. Which is, well, that's that's apply the laws consistently right. and have punishment that matches the crime. And have a smart that's community deterrent. that knows how to be aware of their surroundings and defend themselves. Yeah, that's from the right. I was right. talking about from a law enforcement, right. from exactly. the governmental exactly. side. I mean, most so, of the deterrence happens well, in the non-governmental. Right, sector. exactly. So I don't know, maybe because this is the end of the show, we won't lose a whole bunch of people. But 
I, I, I just can't imagine what comes against me when, when you talk about people like Dan Crenshaw. When I'm showing right up here on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm showing you his tweet. It is his tweet. Oh, were I they saying it, it was false? Like it's not so? No, he, no, no. He didn't say that? Oh, well, but you know, he's a good guy and he's a veteran. And he's oh, you a said he wasn't a good guy? No, I never said he wasn't a good guy. Oh. I just so, said he, so he didn't know the Constitution. So he's probably a good guy. Yeah, right. He's just wrong on this. He's just wrong on this. Oh, okay. He was also wrong on something else before, and I pointed it out, and then, you know, they, they literally lynched me in the social media over sure. this. So. I just want us to realize there's an article at chrisannhall.com, um, a lesson on gun control, that gives you the history and the words of those who actually wrote and ratified the Second Amendment to know why Mr. Crenshaw is wrong. And if you're concerned about liberty like we are, why don't you send Mr. Crenshaw that article? I've tweeted it to him like five times now. He's never responded to me. But we need to, I mean, if he's such a good guy, right? If he's such a good guy, let him review the truth so he can change his perspective before it's too late. These red flag laws, I'm in the process of writing an article on that too. Um, these red flag laws don't attack just the Second Amendment. They are a violation of the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, the Seventh Amendment, and the Eighth Amendments as well. They are a front to liberty. You know, and we have an opportunity. Of due process. We have an opportunity to put this teaching in front of uh, around 500,000 new people oh. with Liberty First University. Going to cost us about $3,800 to to get this out there and uh, expose this to to almost half a million new people. So if you want to be a part of that, go to chrisannhall.com. You can make a donation toward that. We've got to raise $3,800 and, and uh, give a little boost to getting this information out so we can combat stuff like this. So help us go to chrisannhall.com, make a donation. We'll talk more about that tomorrow so you have more time to hear about it. God bless you guys. See you next time.